This is also why a lot of us continue to invest in dysfunctional relationship, no matter how hard we try not to, because it's familiar to us. If epigenetics has occurred within the parents and or grandparents due to behavior associated with trauma, the gene expression of the scapegoated child or children can also be modified as a result. It is possible that some children who are considered as the identified patient or IP have inherited molecular memories of narcissistic grandparents and or grand, pardon me, grandparents and or parents, which can be found within the epigenome. Please check out the description box below for further reading on this particular point. Next point, when one factors in the components of epigenetics, transgenerational and intergenerational trauma, it might become more apparent as to why some adult children of narcissistic parents and or grandparents continue to experience emotional, mental, psychological, spiritual, and physical adverse effects of narcissistic abuse, even after the dysfunctional relationship has ended. Silent treatments and gaslight techniques, as well as rage tactics, are all designed to keep you under control. Okay, so the first part of this is going to be about the ultimate silent treatment. Okay, so a lot of you who have seen my videos on the silent treatment, there are a few comp components that are going on. Now, you're dealing with covert narcissism. This is one of the things that is uh, the ultimate silent treatment. So what's going on? The narcissist is actually getting source supply by covert means, okay? So what does that mean? They may be doing underhanded things. They may be uh, trying to look good on the outside, right? But on the inside or behind closed doors, they acting like the devil, <laughs> okay? So uh, when a person is a covert narcissist, they tend to like to, it's, you know, images everything. They like to look good in public, but behind closed doors, you know, they just let it all hang out. But unfortunately, when they deliver a silent treatment, what is going on is that you may be emotionally manipulated to keep their dark, dirty secret. What is the dark, dirty secret? And that is that they are treating or mistreating you, perhaps other people as well. But on the outside, right, they look like angels. Okay, so it's kind of hard to feel like you can use your voice and uh, speak against that, especially when it seems like that person is a good person to everyone else. It's kind of like you're having a surreal moment. You're looking at everybody, looking at your narcissist, and everybody is daunting on the narcissist. Everybody is, is so 
you know, thinking that they're praising your narcissist. And how do you then use your voice and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, this is not what's going on. This person doesn't treat me very well. But it's hard to prove that, especially when your narcissist has convinced everyone that they're an angel. Okay, so uh, this is why I'm bringing this up because using your voice sometimes can seem a little scary, especially when you're accustomed to not using it, you know, because you're in a narcissist relationship or you have been in a narcissist relationship. So covert narcissism is the ultimate silent treatment. Okay, so what's the next one? Telekinesis. Telekinesis is when the narcissist is attempting to alter your sense of time. They can't alter time, okay? They're altering the sense of time, of your time, as well as your reality, okay? So how do they do that? That means that they may start to gaslight you, whereas you are then questioning not only your reality, right, but your sanity, okay? I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny when I say this. Some of you have actually experienced this. The narcissist will attempt to pull a telekinesis. In other words, they will attempt to alter your sense of time in reality. That way you will question what's actually going on in the relationship. You will question whether or not you should defend yourself when they're insulting you or when they're mistreating you. Again, therefore you're not using your voice. So when they're pulling the telekinesis and they're altering your sense of time and reality, the other thing that that more than likely will do will, it will make the uh, confidence you know, or the self-esteem they would both take a hit. That way you may not feel as confident to speak out against what he or she is doing. Okay. So, uh, you know, if we're thinking about some, uh, superheroes, right? Some of them have the ability to be uh, telepathic or uh, telekinesis. Okay. So this is what that is. This like, uh, you are able to tele telekinesis is when somebody can use their mind, right? To move something. Okay. But in this case, when we're talking about a narcissist, when they apply the gaslighting technique, they are attempting to alter your sense of time and reality. Therefore you may question what is real, what's fantasy when they start making promises and they're not keeping them right. This also can mean that you may question what's real. What's are they real? Are they not real? You know, do they mean what they say? Do they not mean what they say? All of these mixed signals. So this is why I say one of the, com the components of the silent treatment is telekinesis. They may try to alter your sense of time and reality. All right, let's move on. The third component is this smear campaign. Actually, there's four components. Uh, the third one is smear campaigning. So when a narcissist doesn't like something you do, do or say, and they're not getting away, right? The other thing they may do is they may try they may try to tell somebody that you're not a good person. Okay. They may start to whisper in other people's ears, right? That, and giving them a false narrative of you. First, the narcissist, sometimes they will create a false image of everyone that they are obtaining source supply from. Next, what they may do is they begin to create a, or they will flip the script. They will write the script. In other words, they will have false narratives of those that they are obtaining source supply from. So if they are telling others that you are one way when you're actually another, this may put a dent in your confidence to speak up. 
Okay. So, because you may feel like, okay, everybody's looking at you sideways. Everybody's looking at you funny because your narcissist may have painted a picture of you. That's just not reflective of reality. So they may try to smear campaign you in order to not only, uh, uh, have control over you or attempt to have control over you, but to also maintain that control because you are not using your voice. You're not speaking up. Now, I'm not scolding anyone, but I just want to point out how narcissists can use that as an intimidation tactic. Next component of the ultimate silent treatment is when the narcissist claims a narcissistic injury. Okay, so pretty much in a nutshell, it's like the narcissist uh, injury, right? Or the narcissistic injury, their injury versus your experiencing injustice in the narcissist relationship. So it's kind of like he say, he say, she say, or your word against theirs. And this is often how the narcissist likes to paint the big picture for everybody on the outside looking in. So that way, again, you look like you're the one capping. You're going to look like the one who is, you know, not quite right. I'll just put it that way. Right. But the bottom line is this, all of this is designed to keep you from using your voice and speaking up about injustices that you are experiencing. Once you start to express what you're experiencing, the narcissist often will get busy on exploiting your capacity or your ability to do so. Once again, trying to shut you down, trying to make sure you don't use your voice. It's very hard when you're in certain situations with a narcissist and you may want to tell but let's just say, for instance, you have told several people, but nothing has happened. Okay. Again, this is just an example. Say you've told somebody you trusted that you're going through something with a narcissist, right? Okay. That person at first, they may not believe you, right? But just by chance, he or she may see something or hear something that the narcissist does or says and it doesn't set right in their gut. This happens sometimes, by the way. This is why I'm giving this example. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, you know, that's a rare thing that happens. Okay, perhaps, but just think about it. Sometimes people that, you know, they, they listen to their gut. They listen to their intuition. When a narcissist is doing something or saying something, believe it or not, some people, they, they look at that, or they hear something a narcissist said, and it's like, wait a minute, that's not right. And it registers with him or her later on down the line that the narcissist, right? They said something or they did something that wasn't quite right. But at the moment when they heard it or they saw it, it they didn't think nothing of it. Okay, they just didn't think of any, anything of it. But because you have been using your voice, you have been expressing what you have been experiencing, then see somebody else can come along and be like, you know what? Yeah. You know, I remember, you know, the narcissist saying this or that, or they did such and such. Yeah. It might've been six months ago, but yeah, I remember that. Okay. Now I did a, um, a video recently and I was talking about how the narcissist, sometimes they will do and say things, they will pull shenanigans. And what they are not aware of is that sometimes those who are being hurt by him or her, they keep a diary right? They journal there. That's another way of expressing what they're experiencing. Now they may be, they may not be vocal about it, but they're still using their voice. They're just putting it pen to pad. You know, their, their thoughts are on paper, 
they're expressing what they're experiencing, right? They may take a tape recorder and they may speak on it, but it's just for them. They leave it private. Now, what I'm getting at is that sometimes when people gain that confidence, right, to use their voice, it can pay off later. It may take a little while, right, but it may pay off later because, again, this is a process. When people go through narcissistic abuse or narcissistic relationships, it is a process, right, to get over it or to grow past it or to thrive forward. Even if you have to start journaling and recording everything that you're experiencing, that's just another way that you're using your voice. You are expressing what you are experiencing. See, narcissists are very threatened by that. They don't want people to express what they experience because that's going to put them on the spot. You never know who saw something or who heard something that the narcissist did or said that later down the line is like, wait a minute, that wasn't right. Or that didn't, you know, because it didn't set right with them at the time. They may have brushed it off at that moment. But later on, because you kept talking, because you kept using your voice, you never know who else has seen something, they have heard something, and they may give their voice to it too. You never know. The narcissists often like people to just shut up and take it. Okay, they like them to just go ahead and just be quiet, take all the blows, don't talk about what happened, you know, don't, don't, you know, just don't say anything. Unfortunately, the narcissist is under delusions of grandeur because very often they have a strong sense of entitlement. They think that they have the right to go ahead and treat people the way that they do, yet they don't perceive, right? Or they don't anticipate what's going to come afterwards. You know, the consequences, the aftermath, or some people will say karma, right? So they don't think about that very much. But when you start to practice using your voice, that's very powerful. And it can be a game changer for you, and it can be a game over for your narcissist.